You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step-by-step how to meet and seduce beautiful women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week-long fling, or a long-term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. All right, today's episode was, uh, well, you'll hear this when you listen to the interview, but it was not supposed to go the way that I thought it was going to go, but it went into a, a really cool direction. So what happened was I was originally going to be doing a topic with my buddy and colleague. His name is Jonathan Astley. He's a dating coach, relationship coach for women. And he also just wrote a book called What the Heck is Self-Love Anyway? We, we weren't even planning on talking about that book or anything about that. We had a whole other topic planned, but we started riffing and we started getting onto a topic all about mindset hacks, confidence, self-esteem, stuff that's so important, so crucial, the foundation of what's going to help you get results in your dating life. And man, it just went into a, a great direction. So I made a call and and I just said, you know, right in the middle of the of the interview, I said, let's just keep going with this because I think we're tapping into some good stuff that I believe Jonathan is really good at talking about, even more than the original topic, which you'll hear at the end of the episode what the original topic was going to be. Either way, the most important thing is, is listen to this. It piggybacks a little bit off of the previous episode, so you don't have to listen to the previous episode, but if you do, it will give a, just a drop more context, just a little bit, and help you a little bit more with understanding some of the stuff we talk about in this episode. But again, if you haven't or you don't, you're still going to get tons and tons of value from this episode because we're just dropping a lot of cool stuff that we've learned over the years. Uh, Jonathan is like a, a mentor to me. So he's given me a lot of really good information and good techniques. And, and I feel like he really shined on this episode to help you as well. So sit back, relax, listen, take some notes or write down anything that really kind of hits you and and hits home for you. Again, we're talking about a lot of confidence and self-esteem stuff, which, like I said, it's the true foundation to being able to be a superstar in your life and in your dating life. It's really the foundation of everything. And you're going to hear me mention a few times throughout the episode of stories of me working with coaching clients. If you want to be a coaching client, all you got to do is go to Coached buytrip.com. I'll put that link in the show notes, coachedbytrip2ps.com, and you can apply today. Uh, don't worry, by the way, if I ever share anything on a podcast episode, it's always very vague in terms of what the issue is. I never mention anyone's names. All coaching with me is 110% confidential, which you'll get an idea of when you listen to this episode when I talk about one of my clients. So all is well. Okay. Without further ado, let's get into it. Here's my interview with Jonathan. Enjoy. Hey, Jonathan. How you doing, my man? Good, thanks. How about yourself, my friends? I'm doing fantastic. Lovely to have you back. I think at this point, you are now the most reoccurring guest on the podcast. <laughs> I don't think there's been anyone else who has been on as much as you. Uh, I'd say this could be your maybe four or five, fifth time potentially mm-hmm. on the podcast over the past five years. 
Well, I'm honored to be like uh, the way Saturday Night Live has. I've hit the five-time mark, you know. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The five-time guest mark. You win a prize. Do I get a, do I get a jacket with a logo? You get a free copy of Magnetic. <laughs> How about everyone gets a free copy of my book? <laughs> Ooh, interesting. Well, would you like to give your book away? How about if I give away a couple chapters? How do you do that? Well, you would simply go to jonathanasley.com forward slash love. jonathanasley.com forward slash love. Okay, so I'll put that in the show notes okay. so people can click on that and check it out. But they should probably know what would they be getting these free chapters on. What is, <laughs> what is, the, what is this book? Even though everyone loves stuff for free, but what is it? book is called What the Heck is Self-Love Anyway, which is a personal development, self-help, empowerment book. You know what I find interesting, Jonathan, yeah. is when I'm working with coaching clients, I usually... In the conversations that we have over the phone coaching, I discover that most of their issues, and they discover it too, we kind of discover it together, me and, and the coaching client, that a lot of their issues always come down to the way that they look at themselves, right? So we can call that self-love, we can call that self-esteem, ego, you know, just the way that we view ourselves. Sure. And that is usually nine times out of 10 the biggest issue that guys are dealing with, with not respecting themselves, not liking themselves. And people might think like, no, I like myself. But you know, sometimes you get challenged and you find out maybe you don't like or love yourself as much as you think you do because you'd be acting in a lot different ways if you did. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, when I wrote my book, and I know we're going to get into the topic shortly of what we're talking about today, but when I wrote my book, What the Heck is Self-Love?, the word self-love can turn people off. So, and I get that. So I, I clearly in the, in the beginning, I talk about self-love means self-confidence, self-esteem, self-worth. And what I've observed is every human crucifies themselves inside. In other words, you beat yourself, you feel like, oh, I did something wrong. Or, you know, that feeling like, remember when your parents said your name? And you go, oh, what did I do wrong? Well, we oftentimes do that within ourselves and we beat ourselves up. So this book is really about empowerment and stepping outside of being your own victim and to be empowered, which really translates into how you show up in relationships. And the thing is, men and women do this both. So it's not just the guys you coach, it's, it's the girls that they want to date. We all beat ourselves up in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And you're a dating coach for women. Yeah. Or you, yeah, you help exactly. women, dating and relationship coach for women. So you get to, in the midlife range, you're helping women more in the, what, 40 plus? Yeah, 40 plus. But what's interesting is a lot of 30-year-old women are coming to me for advice these days. And it's because universal truths start to come out. And the universal truth is <laughs> we all... There, most humans are suffering on the inside. And so when we can build ourselves from the inside out, we show up better in relationship. I know, for example, you talk about confidence a lot and the importance of that. Well, that starts from the inside before it shows up on the outside. So the work you did in your book, Magnetic, the work I've done in What the Heck is Self-Love Anyway, are all about building our confidence from the inside out. Yeah. And it's a journey. 
It's yeah. a journey. I was I just did a podcast recently that talks about and and I'll be repeating myself if anyone heard the last podcast episode, but I talk about what you put in is what you get out. So I kind of had this realization recently that was, you know, anything that you want in this world, literally anything, any anywhere from money to happiness to to losing weight to a beautiful girlfriend, whatever you want, everything takes work. But it's really kind of like a one-to-one ratio. Like what you put in is what you get out. So you have to put in some sort of work to get something. Does that make sense? So, so, sure. so it, I made that podcast episode in a way to not to scare people, but to motivate guys to know that, hey, you can get results in anything you want, but it's not going to be a quick fix. And every little thing you do counts. So do as much as you can. And that really applies to a lot of different things in your life, personal development, and even in this area that we're talking about of, of self-love and self-confidence, right? You talk about some things to say, to uh, what mantras to say to yourself in times that are difficult. And it's not like this mantra is going to just uh, magically work, but you got to say it over and over and over. You got to believe the words that you're saying. You got to remind yourself specific things to help yourself become more worthy yeah. worthy in your own eyes by the way not from other people you know it's interesting this past week a friend of mine gave me a great analogy for the word discipline and a moment ago you just said work right and and i like to think of whether we call it work or effort when you want to achieve something discipline is merely remembering what you want so like when it comes to overeating, right? Or like people that want to lose weight. Well, when you're ready to eat that chocolate cake, you know, right before you eat it, go, remember what I want? I wanted to lose 25 pounds. So discipline is remembering what you want. In other words, it's remembering the carrot. It's remembering to choose the harder thing, which feels harder, right? Like instead of chocolate cake, you might eat a salad kind of thing. It's remembering why you want to do this. So I just I just wanted to piggyback on what you said. Yeah, no, I, it's interesting. I think that this is the basis of the law of attraction. Yeah. Uh, the, way, the reason why I think the law of attraction works, in my eyes, isn't because of magic or yeah. some, some, some power outside of yourself. But really, the, the law of attraction is, is you, you think about the thing that you want over and over, or you write it down, or you have a picture of the thing that you want or you're trying to get. And what that serves as is just a reminder. It makes it so that you're constantly reminded that you're so conscious of what it is that you're trying to get or what you're trying to achieve or what you're trying to accomplish that when it comes down to those moments where you're like, man, I really want that donut. It's been already, hopefully, if you've been doing the, war- the effort, the work, right? Uh, that's tattooed in your brain that you have a goal. Yeah. And that goal is to you know, maybe lose weight or put on muscles. So it just reminds you in, in those small moments, you know what? I've been thinking about this all day about achieving my goal. And now I have this moment where there's a donut in front of me. Am I really going to eat it? You know, And maybe you will, but I think that you're going to have an easier time not doing it when you've just been reminding yourself over and over and over of the thing that you want. Well, and here's the thing. And even if you do eat it, and then you beat yourself up for it, self-love is going, you know what? I'm human. I make mistakes. I can do it again the next time. 
you know? So that's remembering that you're just human because beating ourselves up is the worst thing to do, even if, because if you're not able to be disciplined in that moment and all it is, is a moment. And guess what? If we're blessed enough to wake up every morning at 6 (laughs) a.m., like the movie Groundhog Day, you get another chance at it. So So where's the fine line between the person who's continuously eating the donut, or let's just say, you know, we're using that as an example. It could be anything where you're kind of choosing the wrong decision and you know you're choosing the wrong decision and it's going against your goals and you just kind of say, well, I just love myself. I mean, where's the fine line between disciplining yourself so you can achieve that goal versus loving yourself so you don't beat yourself up too much. Think, where, where, where's, the, where's that fine line? I think the line is simple. If you don't feel good, then it's time to examine why. And if it's, for example, it will use weight, going back to weight. Well, yeah, let's, let's use this donut so, uh, so, analogy here. So like, and I actually, in 2019, I lost 25 pounds. Now, what I did was I decided to change the way I view food and I started to eat differently. And it required some discipline. But now, okay, now I've lost the weight. And then I put on 10 pounds during the holidays. I don't feel good. I don't feel good. So that's your barometer. When something doesn't feel good or right, that's the time to relook at it. Right. And then what self-esteem would do would say, you know what? I don't feel good, but I love myself, respect myself, and I want to feel good. So I'm going to start making the choices to get to the point where I am happy with myself and I am happy with the decisions that I'm making, right? Yeah, I was just thinking about... <laughs> I think our podcast was going to go down a different road and we're going down this road. Too late. We're in this. Well, I, don't think we're, I don't think we're ever going to get to that topic. In fact, we're not even going to say what it is. Because, <laughs> because that means we're going to do another one. <laughs> we're going to do another one down the road. So, But I like this. Let's... let's now, <laughs> people who are listening to this may or may not be trying to lose weight. So maybe we should kind of shift it towards someone who's trying to meet a woman, right? Yeah. So I would say, okay, if I had to really... There's probably a million examples, but one that comes to mind of like what's equivalent to the, there's a donut, I want to eat it, but I shouldn't, I don't know what to do. Uh, I would say that's very similar to, okay, there's a, there's a cute girl over there. I want to go over there. I want to approach her. I want to talk to her. There she is. Should I go? Should I not go? I want to go, but I'm too scared to go. Ah, right. Yeah. It's like you're you're in that same kind of dilemma there. And I know this because again, I work with guys every single day who tell me their stories where we're trying to help them approach more women. And they have those moments where they're like, oh man, I should have approached her. And they beat themselves up about it. They really feel really bad about it. And so I, so I say to them, I say, you know what? Use that energy and look at it in a way of being more neutral. Okay. So let's look at that energy. Right now, you're feeling really down about it, right? Don't beat yourself up about it, but really pay attention to how you're feeling. You're not feeling too good right now, right? Because you're feeling regret. And they say, yeah, I'm feeling regret. And I, and I say, you, you really wanted to talk to that girl, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And I gave you the lines and told you exactly what to do. So you know what to do, right? Yeah, I knew what to do. So I tell them, let's remember this moment. I say, let's remember this moment. We're going to call this, and uh, we'll, we'll just say, we'll use you as an example, Jonathan. I'll say, if you're my client, I'll say, let's use future Jonathan the next time that you're going to talk to a girl. So what that means is, is, is that you're going to see a girl, and you're going to have that same exact dilemma, the one that you've had in the past. 
where you're like, oh man, I want to talk to her. But what I want you to do is I want you to make future Jonathan happy. So right now you see a girl, she's really cute. You want to talk to her. What you want to do is let's make future Jonathan happy. Mm. Let's do the thing that is going to make you feel good after you do the thing that you want to accomplish. In this case, it would be approaching. So then you know how crappy it feels to not do the approach. So let's do the approach so afterwards you feel good about it because you know how crappy it feels to not do the approach. Or you can say this with a donut. You know how crappy you feel after you eat that donut. So you're not doing this for you right now. Do this for future Jonathan. Because right now, your head's a mess. And you're anxious. I want to share with you a story that relates to this. So uh, this was a while back, but I remembered walking in the grocery store and it was midday and I see this gorgeous girl and I could have swore she looked at me and I looked at her and I thought we had a moment. And I say thought because of course I was too afraid to walk up to her. So what I ended up doing is I went back for the next four weeks at the exact same time (laughs) shopping, thinking at the same date and same time, thinking I might run into her because I thought maybe that was her time. I mean, I, I was that like, I, I wanted to redeem myself. But what happened next was, this is about two months after seeing this woman, I was walking into a liquor store to get something. And as I'm walking in, I'm, I'm walking out, there's this gorgeous girl that walks past me. And I could have swore we locked eyes for a second. And I, as we passed each other, I kind of saw the corner of my eye. She was getting in her car. I said, shit, Jonathan, remember the time you were afraid to walk up to the other woman? You got to do something. I mean, like I was remembering what it felt like because I didn't do it. So I immediately turned and I kind of got this woman's attention before she got in her car. And we chatted and it turned out she had a boyfriend. <laughs> but, you know, it was at least I was proud of myself that I at least asked. I've and, never I've never worked with a client yeah. ever in my life. Yeah. Or known anybody for that matter. Yeah. Myself included, who has ever done an approach and regretted it afterwards. I've never heard that story. Yeah, yet. I was and, oh by the way, so never. let me finish this rest of the story. So it was like three months remember I talked to a girl at the woman at the grocery store. Well finally it was three months later, she was there. And she happened to have a couple kids. So I, I didn't think she had kids at the time. And I, I finally, I just walked up to her and I go, I don't know if you remember me, but you know, now I had, I had at least a line. I felt comfortable because I literally said, I go, I don't know if you remember me, but we, you know, I saw you at the grocery store three months ago. I could have swore we locked eyes and I just want to introduce myself. And I said my name and she said her name. And then we ended up chatting. It turns out she was going through a divorce. So she was in the, the midst of like this nasty divorce. And it was like, I could tell that was a lot of drama. But the point at why I'm sharing this with you is I remember I felt like I felt angry at myself for not approaching her the first time. Now, self-love wouldn't let themselves be angry at themselves, but I was a little angry. And then when I ran into that woman in the liquor store, I remembered oh, wait a minute, Jonathan, you didn't like how you felt by not doing something. So I did something this time. And even though it didn't work out, I still felt good about myself because I did something. I made the effort. And to become competent at anything, 
you have to practice. And I remember, and I'm going to give you as an example, when before you became who you are, for two years, you were out practicing and practicing approaches. You know, you did it every single day. And then you reached a point of unconscious competence. You can do it without even thinking about it. Right. And that's what confidence is. It comes from competence. Yeah. It comes from just you being able to feel good about doing something and it, it, you don't think twice about it, right? At first, though, to get to unconscious competence, you have to be conscious. And what that means is you got to do the things outside of your comfort zone. AKA, you got to put in the effort. Exactly. Right? You got a full circle. You got to put in the work. Yeah. You got to do it. And that's the thing too is... Like I said earlier, I've never had someone who said, oh man, I, I wish I didn't do that approach. And it's funny because guys are so scared of rejection. They're so scared. But what's funny is they're so scared of rejection, but every time they get rejected, they feel at least somewhat good that they went up and did the approach. So really rejection is never that bad. And also a lot of guys, they make up stories in their head. They really think that it's going to be worse than they think. It's going to be, you know, them getting slapped in the face. It's going to be a boyfriend. <laughs> Your coming limbs out of there. are going to fall off. I mean, yeah, it, it almost feels like a death. I mean, it feels like, oh my God, I could be, you know, stabbing myself kind of thing. I mean, I mean that's an exaggeration. But the reality is, is like, what's the worst that can happen? You know, they say no. You know? I think the worst that's ever happened to me, this is a story I tell all the time. It's two second okay. story. I was at a club. I went up to a girl before I could even say a word. She knew I was going to say something to her. She looks at me and she goes, fuck you. And then, and, then <laughs> and I always laugh at that. And it, it, it startled me in that moment. I was like, what just happened? And then I just started laughing and I go, I'm going to remember this for a long time. And of course I did because that was like maybe nine years ago or 10 years ago, something crazy like that. Yeah. Or no, even longer than that. 13 years ago. It was just a long time ago when I was first starting to do this. And I was like, okay, I think that's going to be... that's At that point, I'm like, this is going to be my worst rejection for sure. And then I never had a rejection or whatever you want to call it since that point that's ever been that bad. And the funny thing is, is that's not bad, right? It's like, yeah, I'm just laughing at it. Like, it was funny. I didn't well, it's become a great story now. Now <laughs> it's a great story. And that's the thing too is your... And I put in air quotes, your worst rejections will just be funny stories. You just laugh yeah. at it. You know, it's like at the end of the day, they're not rejecting you because they don't even know you. They don't know who you are. Just because you talk to a girl for 20 minutes and she rejects you or even less than that, two minutes, that has nothing to do with who you are as a person. I think guys take it so personally because guys who have a bad approach anxiety, like myself many years ago, were just very sensitive. You're very sensitive because you have a very unstable self worth. So anything that happens externally, like a rejection, can really affect you and make you feel crappy. But if you can get to the point, and and now you know I'm telling guys like they should go check out those chapters that you told them about earlier. If you can get to the point where you're really mastering self-worth, self-esteem, self-love, confidence, you'll be unshakable. I mean, nothing's gonna stop you because you're just not gonna care because yeah. you know that the true you always comes from how you feel about yourself, never anyone else, never so, anything external. I have something to add. If I, and this is a or something I came up with as we were just sharing. Instead of focusing on what you can get, think of what you can give. 
And what I mean to say is, I think you would consider yourself a good boyfriend. In other words, you're a, a good boyfriend to your partner. You're a good partner. You know, you're a good person to the partner you're with. And one of the self-love practices is saying, hey, I can give a lot to a relationship. I can give a lot. So instead of focusing on the idea of what you can get, think in your mind what you, how you show up and what you can give and come from that heart-centered place. It takes away from that expectation, I'm going to get something. It shifts it to kind of what I can give. So even by saying hello to a girl, is if by having that mindset, I'm coming from a place of being authentic, transparent, vulnerable. I have a lot to give. Yeah, I think that a guy's mindset is, I'm going to go up to this girl and what if I bother her? A lot of guys say that to me. That's a common fear. It's like, what if I bother her? What if I annoy her? What if she's busy with her friends? What if she's trying to get to work? (laughs) What what woman isn't busy? (laughs) Right. We're all busy. And it's like, and it's funny that they say that. It's like, wow, they're, that's very nice of you. I said to the guy, I say, that's very nice of you to be so concerned about uh, someone else's feelings in this matter. But let's just tweak that mindset real quick. Let's look at it on the other side. Let's say, well, what if instead of you bothering her or keeping her from something or annoying her, what if you're actually going over there and she gets the chance to meet an amazing guy, have a yeah. fun interaction yeah. and and then go on a date and all if not every single woman that I've ever known is looking for some sort of relationship. And if she's single, you're giving her that opportunity. So you think that you're taking something from her, bothering her when really you could be doing something amazing for her. I mean, what's yeah. one of the most important parts of anyone's life? It's relationships. It's the people that you meet. It's the people that you get into relationships with. It's those experiences. So really, you could be doing something life-changing for this woman. And and then on the other side, guys are just thinking about those negative possibilities of what if you annoy her? What if that happens? You know what? What if you do? Big deal. She'll get over it within five seconds and she'll never think about it again. So I think it's a pretty good gamble for you to go over there at the chance of her meeting an amazing person and of course you meeting an amazing person too. Yeah. You can change her life <laughs> for the better. Right. Right. At least you know what that's a lot better to approach it from that mindset than oh my god, you know, am I going to get hurt? Am I going to reject? Am I bothering her or those? Just come from a mindset of like come from a heart place of giving and here's the benefit of that is if you actually sincerely begin to feel that way, women are naturally going to be even more attracted to you. Because women almost are conditioned that men are takers. But if you energetically inside of yourself say, I'm a giver, and I don't mean giver as in doormat. I'm saying you you give in the same ratio that you receive type of thing. It'll actually show up in an energetic force and women will be even more attracted to you. And of course, Jonathan, that's going to take what? What's the E word? Effort. Yes, it's going to take effort. Practice. So, yeah, practice. When we teach these mindsets and when we, when we help people with these mindsets, it's not a mindset that you just 
you know, something that you think to yourself one time and then that's it. Like I'm working with a client right now who's got some serious attachment issues, major anxious attachment issues. He just doesn't trust the girl that he's with and he doesn't really have a good reason. Yeah. Um, so it's probably stemming from something from childhood or he's also told me he's had past relationships where he's had people cheat on him. So he just has trust issues. But I always say to him, she's never really shown you a reason not to be trusted. So I want you to remember that in those moments when you're feeling that anxiety, just play with the idea of stepping into the mindset or stepping into the person who just trusts her. Because you're only using one side of the coin, which is the, no, 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 I don't trust her. She's probably with another guy. She's probably doing this. She's probably cheating. You're only letting yourself step into that mindset. Why don't you try stepping into the other mindset of just and just play with it? Just see what happens when you just say to yourself, you know what? She's probably not doing anything bad. I trust her. Everything's okay. And he texted me this morning and he said, I tried the thing and it didn't work. <laughs> he's like, I was in a moment and I think she's doing this. And what if she's doing this? And I said, I said to him, this is not a, a quick fix. You're going to have to do this over and over. And it kind of like the law of attraction, reminding yourself over and over and over. You're kind of like mind fucking yourself into the new paradigm or the new, or the new shift or the new way of thinking in terms of whatever you're trying to change. So it takes effort over and over and over. Lots of practice, lots of practice. You want to build muscle? You got to do a lot of reps, a lot of reps. Go to the gym every day, every day, doing this, doing this. Everything takes a lot of effort and repeating. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are seeking the quick fix. They go, why don't you just show me the one way I can do it and all of a sudden my life will change. And the reality of life is made up of... I, I think there's... 1440 minutes in a day or something you know you know there's a lot of moments in any given day you have lots of opportunity to practice not not necessarily approach per se but just anything in life and it's naive to think that you're just going to do something at the blink of an eye it actually some people it's easier than it's easier for them to do something for some people it's easier to do like maybe approach than others but not everybody is good at everything. So if you want to get good at something, you got to practice it. And the good news here, because I don't, I don't like saying all this stuff and trying to be the bad news bears here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, I want, I, again, I try to say this in a way to motivate people. Is like you put in the effort and you make whatever you're trying to do a habit, you're going to see results. Yeah. It's not going to take forever. No. But it will take forever if you're doing it the other way. You know what I mean? Which is not doing much or or not putting a lot of effort in. Yes, yes, it will be forever. Maybe you won't see any kind of result in any area. But if you just start to put in the effort, you're going to see sooner than later, you're going to see the results that you want. I remember it took me like probably around three months of consistent approaching to really get over that fear of talking to a, a woman sober that I've never talked to before. And three months, you know, it kind of seems like a little bit of a long time. Like three months from now even seems kind of a long. But when you really look at the scheme of your life, like what is three months out of a year? What is three months out of a decade? What is three months out of your whole existence? It's a blip. It's nothing. So it's like if you can just put in some of that time, which may seem like a lot, but if you look at the grand scheme of things, isn't that much you're going to see results. So don't let it overwhelm you. Just start putting the effort in, doing the work and whatever you got to do. Keep your head down. I always say, Jonathan, one of the best 
character traits or characteristics or skills that one could have in life is resiliency, is being able to, to get up and dust yourself off and keep moving. Because it's easy to beat yourself up, right? And this is where self-love comes in. Self-love is the potion to resiliency because someone could sit there and beat themselves up for not doing that approach or eating that donut. But all of a sudden, if you just say, okay, you know what? Didn't work out. This happened. I didn't make the right decision. Okay, I'm worthy. I'm good. All is well. Let's just keep moving. Boom, resiliency. One of my favorite quotes that actually got me through one of the hardest times in my life was remembering what Walt Disney said. And one of his famous quotes is, keep moving forward. Just keep moving forward. And for the guys listening, look, I certainly have achieved success and I've had a lot of failures. And I've had a lot of moments where I felt depressed and sad and melancholy and all those things. And What's gotten me through it is that mantra. Just keep moving forward. So long as you're moving forward, even just a little bit, after a while, you look back and I, I, like, I look back two years and I go, God, I can't believe how much I've accomplished. I just keep moving forward, which is really what you know, you're saying and I'm saying is just make that little bit of effort every single day and you'll look back and go, wow, I can't believe how much I accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And Jonathan, you and I were talking about this the other week. There's going to be some days where it's just not going to work. Like you're not going to be able to put the effort in. You're just in a hole. Life happens. You're in a hole. It's just a bad day and you just can't dig yourself out. Maybe it's a bad couple of days. Hell, maybe if it's even a week. So let me let me give you the bright side of that. When when it just when when the effort is just tremendously hard. Just know that your emotions are temporary. Unless you have something going on where there's an actual imbalance in your brain, like besides people who might have an actual imbalance or an illness or something like that, besides that, you know, your emotions are quite temporary. You're not going to feel sad all the time. You're not going to feel happy all the time. You're going to be shifting every day, every week, every month, every year from different emotions, from happy to sad, to neutral, to anxious, to calm, to relaxed, to this, to that. And so when I'm in a, in a moment where it's overwhelming, where it's tough, I just remember, okay, I'm just going to get through this now, but I know that I'm not going to feel like this forever and it will go away. And then that's when you, when you start to come out of that then you can get back on your feet again and put the effort in when you start to see a little bit of that shining light when you're feeling a little bit better. So, And again, going back to the practice, it takes practice and this awareness. I want to really encourage everyone listening is everything is going to be okay. Like, if, like that's the other mantra I learned too. Keep moving forward and knowing that everything is going to be okay. I might have had a bad day and I'm going to have a good day, and I might have a bad day, but recognizing that everything is going to be okay. That's right. Jonathan, we had no plan at all talking about any of this today. <laughs> that, it's hilarious. Again, people are like listening, thinking, what are they even talking about? We, again, we had a, 
a literal whole different lighthearted, uh, whole different topic that we were going to talk about. I still want to do that topic. We'll do that topic eventually. Okay, Okay. I'll I'll just tell the guys. It's regarding money. So it's about money and dating. Yes. And uh, we were dates with everything. Right. So we'll get to that eventually. But we were just in the flow. And I was like, this is too good. I see no reason to stop since we were just in such a good (laughs) flow of good stuff there. And so, uh, no, I'm, I'm glad that it turned out to to talk about this stuff because I think this is also very beneficial. Probably more beneficial than even the money stuff. The money stuff is interesting and definitely an aspect of what's going to happen in your relationships and dating. But if you can really get down this mindset stuff and and understanding your emotions and the awareness and the self-esteem, that is the superpower. Yep. It really is. It's a superpower. There's no client that I work with that has... you know everything together in terms of their their self-worth and self-love. And I say that because anyone who does have that together, who really loves and respects himself, at the end of the day, they don't look for external validation. So it's a lot easier for that person to go up and talk to a girl and have conversations. I mean, I have friends like this who are just complete naturals with women, not because they're so charismatic. and Yes, they are, but all that comes from the fact that they just don't care. They don't care what people think of them. They like themselves. They don't take things too seriously. And that's great. Some people are like that. Most people are probably not like that. And that's why you're listening to the podcast. That's why I'm talking about this stuff. Jonathan, that's why you're on here. You've had these issues too. So I just believe that even though there's a lot of things happening out there that can really bring you down... There's always a solution to bring yourself back up no matter where you are in your life and, and where you are and especially in, in your dating life. So yeah. it's always a, always an answer. Absolutely. And I'm just... I, hey, listen, I just want to say thank you for allowing me to be a guest and sharing it. For the guys listening, I just want to say something. Part, part of the reason why we share this is because we've been in this. We've been in your shoes. We've been there and we get it. Like we really get it. So... It just takes a little bit of faith, a little bit of effort, a little bit of trust, and remembering just keep moving forward and you're going to be okay. Love it. Jonathan, thank you for uh, taking the time. I know that you need to go to the gym now and I've stopped you (laughs) from your workout, but you have time to go do your two-hour workout because you got to put in the effort. So I'll let you go do your effort for that. Thank you for coming on. And, uh, and sharing some of your wisdom with us. And we'll do that episode sometime in the future that we originally planned to do. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, buddy. 